Go home. Go home. Go home. that I was saying too. It was like that was like that was like fucking me up. Oh my god. Oh shit. That was like I could I could hear I, I could hear all the words that I was saying, but like behind me, that was like fucking me up. Oh my god. <laughs> that was that was scary. <laughs> That's gonna look weird on video. That was like being inside my own head. It's that like, was that was terrifying. It's like when you call somebody on the phone and you start talking and you just hear yourself back and you can't talk. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys. Yeah. It definitely happens to me. Mm-hmm. I'll call somebody and I'll start talking and I hear myself one second delay and I cannot speak. It, it fucks my like speech up so much. It really does. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Uh, somebody in the chat, Ginger Yeti said, I have never heard of the Go Home Show. Is this a normal thing? Yep. Everything we just did, incredibly normal. Yeah. Uh, welcome to episode number 92 of the Go Home Show. I'm your host, Eric Bedore, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abishaker. Brian. How you doing? You doing good? I'm doing. Everything's good. doing everything's, good. Uh, everything's we're doing here. Good. Uh, we're queer. Get used to it. And uh, we're bringing it live and direct. What the heck? And we're gonna. This is gonna be the best episode of the Go Home Show because how much wrestling do we have to talk about? Bra, bra. We're getting raw with it. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of it is uh, not much. Not a lot of other live event stuff to review. No, not really. <clears throat> uh, ROH happened, but we don't typically watch ROH. I've been out of town, so that's been difficult, mm-hmm. but. I still managed to uh, to get raw, and then uh, no NXT this week or last week, but there will be NXT this coming week. Yeah, tonight. Tonight, tonight is the night for NXT. Yep. Uh, if you are watching this live, we are on twitch.tv slash mega sixty four podcast as uh, typical on uh, Tuesday nights at seven forty five p.m. Uh, but if you're not. Watching this live, and you're just catching this on iTunes. Uh, you can also watch the video version at youtubecom slash Bedour. There you go. That's all my shit out of the way. Uh, Brian, how's your week? How's your week of professional wrestling and non-professional wrestling been? It's been all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had the uh, season finale for uh, Breaking <clears throat> Ground, and then we also had the season finale. I know we definitely had the season finale of um, Unfiltered. Yep, which we watched, and it was with um, Dolph. Ziggler, which was surprisingly fun. Yeah, it's um, all right. Which reminds you that Dolph Ziggler is actually a great personality who's not getting any time to be fun on TV. Yeah, it sounds right. Which sucks, but um, but I really like Unfiltered. I like its focus. I like what it does. I think it's a really those are the things that I like about WWE Network. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I understand that it's all kayfabe and everything is supposed to be like a show, but I think WWE has a very good way of also <laughs> going, hey, we understand that we know that this is supposed to be a certain way, but if you want to see past the curtain, mm-hmm. you can. Um, 
and I enjoy that. Yeah. Even though it's it's kind of kayfabe as well, mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. What did you think of uh, Breaking Ground on a whole? Now you got like the whole season kind of in one go. I <clears throat> I know that it is not a hundred percent real. I would say it's probably sixty percent fake. What? And forty percent real. But I thought Ty- Tyler Breeze rescued a dog. Well, that's real. Oh, that part's real. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable, uh, they needed to. They needed a big win so that way they could uh, move on mm-hmm. in this uh, Dusty Rhodes Championship and they have to fight real hard for it. They definitely do. That's got to be the worst part about not having NXT is uh-huh. it's two weeks of no Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. That's true. I Like, I got to say that that is one of the best parts of NXT for the last two months, mm-hmm. three months. Because they are so much fun to watch. They've really come into their own characters. Mm-hmm. And Chad Gable is such a impressive performer mm-hmm. in all aspects of being a wrestler. It's insane. The rumor is right now that Jordan and Gable are going on the WWE India tour. Really? That, the, that everyone's going on right now. What's great call it? Wait, never mind. He doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> so who would do you call back to Vari? Yeah, that's, yeah, Brian, yep. Yeah, that's who you call back. Yeah, Davari. Davari, the Indian Tiger Ali guy. Singh. Yeah. Oh, fuck. They should call Tiger Ali Singh. He should come back uh-huh. and offer money mm-hmm. to prostitutes to deep throw uh, 12-inch um, hot dogs. Because that definitely happened on a Monday Night Raw in 1998. So bring back Tiger Ali Singh. Yep. Did he ever wrestle? Occasionally. He was also the manager for uh, when D'Lo Brown and Mosh from the Headbangers oh, were a tag right. team. So what a weird tag team! What a weird like group. Yeah, we're just gonna put D'Lo Brown and Mosh from the Headbangers, who went by Chaz, <sighs> in a tag team. Oh yeah, Tiger Ali Singh is their manager. Chaz. Yep. Oh, <clears throat> the only because the... he was the short-lived Beaver Cleavage, also. That's right. Look that up. I remember Beaver look up, Cleavage. Look up a, a video clip of him in the middle of an interview going, I can't do this, and walking off. I've, I've never seen that. you never seen it? <clears throat> We're watching it in the middle We're gonna of the show. We're going to watch it in the middle I of the show. give a fuck. I don't the, care. In the meantime, um, I just listened to the uh, Now on Hiatus talking shop, oh, uh, most recent episode, mm-hmm. where they talk about their interactions with, um, with Bob Hawley. And uh, it's great because I love backstage stories and road stories and everything like that uh, in wrestling. And it was, I think it was Luke Gallows who was like, yeah, I'm, I became like close, good friends with uh, Bob Hawley, kind of. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was one time he was like, tell me about his like company of making like, oh, gift baskets and they come with wine, whatever, food. And uh, and I didn't see him for a few months. And next time I saw him, I'm like, yeah, how's the, how's the gift basket company doing? And he just looked at me out of the corner of his eye and said, and just yells, I got the whole fucking thing down! <laughs> Bob Hawley sounds like a person that I want to hang out with. Well, I can't, I can't find the clip uh, in, in my moderate search, so that's, whatever. That's okay. Uh, also, talking Shop, God, what a show. I love that. God, I love that show. But the rumor now, Gallows and Anderson are coming to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, with Styles. Yep. Here's a little bit of fuel for the fire, also. Mm-hmm. Tomatonga tweeted earlier that uh, he is no longer... He's a free agent. He said, sorry to bust, hashtag free agent. Damn. Dude. I really hope... Goddamn 
Tamatanga. I really hope he comes to the WWE. Hashtag Tamatanga Tuesdays. I can dig it. I love I love Tamatanga Tuesdays. I can dig it. Uh, great, 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 great. So we'll see how he does. I I I could see him hanging out in uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. I could see him doing really well down there. Mm-hmm. The because it's it's funny. Um, what else would he do? No, no. He doesn't really. He honestly doesn't care about wrestling. He do, he doesn't seem. You know what? I don't think doesn't care is the right. <coughs> Is like the right term because I think he has a healthy respect for it because right. he he knows that that's what his dad did and and he knows that that's what he does. I think that his knowledge is incredibly limited, and that's it. Like he just goes like, "Yeah, I don't know who that is." Like he doesn't. I think that he's very aloof in general, and mm-hmm. it, it maybe it comes across like, "Oh, he doesn't care about wrestling." He cares about wrestling. He just doesn't know shit. Yeah, I he mean, does. He doesn't know people. He doesn't know like history. And he's like, no, he just he just knows how to do stuff in the ring. And mm-hmm. he has like he has like a cool character. Yeah, because I mean, they were talking about PWG, <coughs> mm-hmm. and Christopher Daniels had to explain yep. to him, yep, what kind of promotion PWG but was. But like, if you live in Japan and that's kind of like the first thing you've really done, like, why would you know that? Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's interesting. I really like Tama Tonga, and and he's everything that I wish the Usos were. Dude, that'd be sick. If you guys have never seen Tomatonga wrestle, watch it. He's like a scary animal, man. Yeah. Honestly, Tomatonga and Bad Luck Fale are what white people are afraid of when you go like, oh, these guys are like from like uh, an island nation. Well. Because Tomatonga is like a crazy like savage guy with like his face painted and like long hair. And then Bad Luck Fale is just like... Giant? <laughs> he's just six foot eight, 350 pounds. And white people are like scared of both of those things. Absolutely. So that, I mean, you make movies about that. Yeah, you write songs about that. Yeah, you seen the movie Congo. Yeah, you seen that movie Congo, where they go to the Congo. Tim Curry talks to a monkey. It's, it's pretty cool. It, Tim Curry's still alive, right? Yes. You seem really unsure about that because I really <laughs> don't know if he is. Let's see. Is Tim Curry alive? The answer is yes. Oh. oh! There you have it. Mine's Australian. Uh, Brian has uh, an Emma Zoe Bell type kind yeah. of thing. I'm into Australian chicks. Yo, Australian chicks, hit me up uh, on my Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Aust- at- Australian chicks. All right, cool. Let's really narrow this down. Girls who listen to this podcast, maybe three. Maybe. And I think that number might be high. Uh, Australian girls who listen to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and say goose eggs. I'm going to say one. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say that's, one. That's bold given my prediction of Three who listen. Well, we know that Emma listens to this show. Oh, but she's with Zach Ryder, so you know he might he may have this going. But uh, I, I'm a little bit bigger. Holy shit! Hey, for the video version, you got it. For the audio version, is watch it, the video version. It was, it was a dick joke. You're welcome. <laughs> there you have it. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. Say, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say good episode so far. Strong, real strong. I don't show Joe Corp in the chat. I don't get it. <laughs> well, uh, this is the go home show. Uh, this is episode number ninety two. Mm-hmm. They can't be all as good as thirty two. You know what? We're, we're sixty past thirty two. Yeah, we're we're we 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 leap eared it, man. We mm-hmm. just we hopped it and hopped it. We're we're sixty over the hill because thirty two was the peak. Yep, the pinnacle. 
Uh, if you've never heard episode 32, go ahead and go back and listen and just be like, wow, that was really the shit. But, you know, here we are. Um, Brian, in, in more New Japan-related news with mm-hmm. WWE signings, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura got stripped of the Intercontinental title. Sad. Sad day. Sad day. Sad day. Stocks are down, Japan. <laughs> so he got stripped of the IC belt, and I think he still has some more dates that he's going to be fulfilling in New Japan, but... So do Gallows and, um... Anderson, yeah. And Anderson. They oh, they just, ha- they're, like, scheduled through, like, February. Yeah, they just tweeted out, like, a few, um, a few events that they're doing for, mm-hmm. um, New Japan, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, I'm glad that they, that the WWE lets people fill out, uh, finish out their obligations. I think yeah. that's, a that's like a, to me, that's like an old guard kind of, like, hey, we respect the fact that you had made commitments to other people, and, uh, and we're not gonna make you as a, as a performer look bad for not showing up right. to those obligations. I think that's a really cool thing. Now, what do you think about Nakamura not having the IC belt? I think stripping him of the title is a good way to have him not... Because it's... If it was WWE, it would suck. Mm-hmm. I would hate it because it's a cop-out. Okay. How often do people get stripped of championships in New Japan? You don't You don't you, see that happen very often. So it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. If he does have to come back to New <clears throat> Japan... It's mm-hmm. the title he never lost if he needs to have something to get him in. Right. Um, and then it's a good story to build around. Yeah. So I like it. It leaves it open for him. It gives him a, a way to come back. And it makes the title still look strong because it wants uh, they want it to be a title that's defended, a title that's going to be um, contended after. And I really appreciate how New Japan books their shows. Yeah, I think that what you have to do, because uh, now there's a match, I think it's the next pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and, and in the main event, it's being defended. It's like Makabe, Tanahashi, Kenny Omega, nice. and like, uh, there's like one more name attached, but I really don't remember who it is. And uh, this way, instead of just having somebody beat Nakamura when everyone knows that Nakamura is leaving, mm-hmm. you can have them... Mm-hmm win the title against other contenders and then potentially feud against those people. And now you have a couple of months of programming rather than just one guy who wins it. Um, but that being said, I don't think, I don't think this tar- tarnishes Nakamura's title reign because no. I think that he's had like a really incredible IC championship reign. Oh, I would agree. I mean, he's had it for like, over. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he uh, he defended it in <clears throat> Wrestle Kingdom 9, and I think he lost it two or three months after that, I want to yeah. say. But either way, I mean, that's what I like about New Japan. Their booking always gives substance to the matches, and if there is a title around the match, it just adds that shine and that prestige to it. <coughs> Otherwise, the match itself, I mean, I like I remember watching, like, who's, who's that, like, 40-year-old guy who looks like Bruce Lee who wrestles in New Japan? He's like a plain looking guy, but he can really go. Oh, he he wears like the long sleeve shirts. Yeah, uh, he does the uh, uh, he does like the MMA stuff. I can't Sakuraba. Yeah, yeah. Like you got people like that there, and it and it just gives them like they they really bring to it a really respectable, fun kind of um, dynamic that isn't like oh he likes to have fun, but no, he's a respectable, really good wrestler. Like his matches are always really fun. Um, because they're technical and they tell a great story and that's what I think is what makes New Japan's booking really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, didn't he, I think Sakuraba just tried to have an MMA fight recently. Oh, really? Yeah. It didn't go well. I'm I'm surprised. Yeah. Ryzen FF president Sakuraba believes it is over for Sakuraba. 
He got beat to shit. There, there he is. Oh, man. All fucked up. Sorry, Sakuraba. Well, I mean, he's like 40. <laughs> Good try. Yeah. He gave 110%. Uh, but I'm really excited to see what's going on in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bullet Club turned on AJ and kicked him out, and then Kenny Omega cut a great promo. Mm-hmm. Um, called himself, the him and the Young Bucks, the Elite. Hell and, yeah. Um, so now we're waiting to see what's going on next in New Japan because we have a lot that's going to be happening in like the next few months with AJ Styles, with uh, Nakamura, with Gallows and Anderson. What's going to be happening with Tamatanga? You know, is Bullet Club still going to be around? <clears throat> Don't really know. It's Don't crazy. really know what's going to be happening. Crazy. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I just wanted to read you a review mm-hmm. that we have on our iTunes page. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, from December 1st. Yeah, all good. Uh, from 10 More Sexual. Is the the username. The subject is Dog Ziggler. You guys really went all out this episode. Keep it up. Five stars. <laughs> uh, just so you know, the one below that is from October 17th, 2014. And, uh-huh. it's, uh, and it just says autism. Gotenks and Vegeta trail off every week and never stay on subject. Harass pro wrestling and are ironic hipsters. I wish I could give this two-bit podcast a half star. Hashtag too sweet. I can't tell if that's sarcastic. <laughs> I, I like that we were called Go Tanks, Tanks and Vegeta. Vegeta. <laughs> the combination. There you go. Go Tanks. <laughs> there you go. Go Tanks and Trunks. Welcome. Welcome. It's Go Tanks and Vegeta. Welcome to episode 92. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we are. There, there you have it. Um, what else we have going on in wrestling? Oh, um... Here we'll spoil a part of our raw report to in order to spoil SmackDown. You guys ready for some SmackDown spoilers? If you don't want SmackDown spoilers, I'm telling you right now, stop listening for just a second. I'm waving my arms so you can see it on the video version. Uh, give us 30 seconds. Here we go. Right, starting now. Here are the SmackDown spoilers. Alberto Del Rio beats Kalisto for the United States Championship. What the fuck? Bullshit. On Monday, Kalisto won the United States Championship, and the crowd was super hot for it. On Tuesday, Kalisto lost the United States Championship. Brian, thoughts? Why? (laughs) What was the point? I get that it was cool to have a story build over the two shows, and this is kind of what you and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, oh, how do you make SmackDown matter? Well... Uh, number one contendership is decided that way. Uh-huh. And then you have that payoff, and then you immediately erase it. So, it doesn't matter. I love it. It doesn't that's, matter. That's great. It does not matter. Why would you have Del Rio lose to have him come back and win? And and, and not on Royal Rumble. But, like, because you, you have two more nope. weeks. on SmackDown. And not the first SmackDown of moving to USA where you could have done the title change. The second one. Yeah. I don't know. Instead, you get Dean Ambrose versus uh, Kevin Owens at uh, Smack. Wait, no. I, no, it was just decided for, wrestling, uh, for Royal Rumble, huh? Oh, here's another spoiler for SmackDown. Ready? Here's the other sm- spoiler for SmackDown. Dean Ambrose... We'll be wrestling Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental title in a last man standing match. Now, if this were another pay-per-view, I would not have such a problem with it. Why? 
Why would you want to be in this match if you have a chance to be in the match to win the WWE Championship the same night? In a last man standing match for the Intercontinental title or a Royal Rumble match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it, it's it's bad writing in all aspects of it. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. While a last man standing match for the IC title is a great idea. Uh-huh. Uh, regardless of the fact that last man standing matches all end the same and they suck. Uh-huh. The fact that it's for the IC title... Okay, cool. We haven't had an IC title last man standing match and I don't even know if we've ever had one. <laughs> but, okay, we can go with that. Why at the Royal Rumble? Well, when the WWE World Heavyweight Championship is going to be defended and these guys are both announced on Monday to both be in the match, mm-hmm. you're defending the IC title in a last... in a If they were just defending the IC title in a regular match... Fine. That makes sense. Yeah. You got to defend the title. I get it. In a last man standing match, what the fuck? It one of those guys literally can't get up. Well, I mean, he'll be pinned or trapped under something, so he. Or that, that's the way they book. Hey, we're calling it now. The way this match will end is that one of these guys will be pinned or trapped underneath something, and we'll just be like, "Oh no, I can't get up. Everything's too heavy on top of me." Somebody will go through a table off like the side of the like the ramp mm-hmm. or whatever, and. That, that'll that be it. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like, I'm trapped underneath all this stuff. I don't know. It's dumb. It's bad booking. Okay, okay. So somebody in the chat, uh, uh, Talentless Yoda. By that logic, no one would want a match on the pay-per-view and would just want to be in the Rumble match only. Right. So that's what we're saying. But <clears throat> you defend the IC title. Say you have to defend the IC title. That's fine. Defend it in a regular match. Mm-hmm. A last man standing match means literally one guy cannot get to his feet and can no lo- he can no longer compete. Is he supposed to no longer compete and then be in the Royal Rumble later that night? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Or will they just both not be in the Royal Rumble? No, but they, on Monday they were both announced to be in the Royal Rumble. So there you go. You're going to have somebody who's going to come in after being completely incapacitated and we're supposed to believe that they are a factor in this match. No. And it's not and it's not like oh, uh, Dean Ambrose versus Bo Dallas for the IC title. Where it's like, yeah, well if Bo Dallas loses in this match then in the Royal Rumble, okay, well, yeah, he was never a factor. Mm-hmm. It's two of your upper mid card developed to the main like title being put into this match, and now I know one of them is not going to be able to wrestle effectively, or I'm supposed to believe that. I got it. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. Both men can't get up. They're going to fight, and they're going to do the Luke Harper, uh, Dean Ambrose bit, where like they leave, or whatever, and they're going to be like, oh, this match is still going, but like we don't know where they went, or you know, something like that. They'll leave, and then they'll, like, move on with the show. Uh-huh. And then during the Royal Rumble, all of a sudden, they'll come, like, fighting out. Uh-huh. And they'll fight into, like, the Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. And keep fighting and everything, and then they'll eliminate each other. And then somebody will just beat the shit out. Like, oh, Brock Lesnar will destroy 
Kevin Owens, and then Kevin Owens loses because he can't get up. It'll be something stupid like that. That's what I think will happen. Hey, I'm fine with that. Boom. I'm. Uh, that's. There you go, guys. That's my scoop. That's Eric's scoop. That's my scoop for the week. Eric's got Eric, scoops. It's my new segment. Eric scoops. Eric's got scoops. Eric scoops. Boom. That's what I think. I think it's going to be something stupid like that. It's. It's. That's the only way you can do this match with uh, this kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise you have two guys who are not going to be a factor in this match at all, but they're your higher card guys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. They're both obviously being greatly considered <clears throat> for the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put them in a match at this event? Mm-hmm. Like, this should have been a Fastlane event. Yeah. Or whatever they're going to end up calling next month. I don't know if it's going to end up being Fastlane, but I really hope it isn't. That's a dumb name for a pay-per-view. Uh-huh. But, you know, the pay-per-view sucks anyway, Yeah, whatever it is. What was the last good pay-per-view? SummerSlam? Was SummerSlam good? Uh, Probably. I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm just thinking about Royal Rumble and how it's actually going to end, and it's probably going to be Triple H, and that's a bummer because it's 2016. You think it's going to be Triple H? You don't think it's going to be Triple H? With Brock Lesnar being in it? Yeah, you don't think it's going to be Triple H? I think Brock Lesnar wins the whole thing. I think I think Brock Lesnar gets eliminated by someone and it sets up Brock Lesnar versus somebody else at the at WrestleMania and then it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Triple H for the title in the main event, which is insane and absolutely happening. You think they're going to waste Triple H versus Roman Reigns on at Fastlane? I don't think they're going to do Triple H versus Roman Reigns. I think that they've built for this. I I mean, I would have... Triple H has been off TV for how long? About a month. And so what? He comes back only at the the Royal Rumble with no announcement? To win the title. Yeah, to win the title. He comes in at number 30 to win the title. To screw Roman Reigns and win the title. And then he's the champion. Somebody has eliminated Brock Lesnar already or whatever. Like The Undertaker or something like that. You know, some fucking screwy thing. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar has an opponent for WrestleMania. And then Roman Reigns gets eliminated by Triple H in whatever fucking screwy way. Triple H is the champion. It's 20 fucking 16. And then WrestleMania will be Triple H versus Roman Reigns for the title. Hey, if that's what ends Triple H's in-ring career, I'll take it. It's much better than having two years in a row... Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the World Heavyweight Championship. Whatever. Yeah, I just don't want to see Brock versus Roman Reigns again. I really, I, I don't. really don't. I the, really, really don't. The la- I mean, to be fair, Roman Reigns has gotten a lot better in terms of like his his like comfort in the ring and his ability to like connect with the crowd. So they're more behind him than last year. But man. Brock Lesnar should be wrestling against somebody who can actually put him through something. I personally would love to see Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens. That'd be interesting. That would be an insane, intense, like, New Japan, like, never weight champion type of, (laughs) like, hard-hitting match. That that would be my dream for it. Mm. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, I don't think so either. Hey, speaking of that, maybe we should go into Raw. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? I'm sure there's stuff we can talk about here. And then anytime you feel like, if you get like sudden, sco- I know you're wearing your, your microphone, mm-hmm. or your, I'm sorry, your earpiece. So, so if all of a sudden, you know, like a scoop comes in, just stop, just be like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, just stop me. And we'll, we'll just get right into that scoop. Because uh, I don't want to steal all your scoops, you know what I mean? No, yeah, of course. Um, Raw opens with Vince and Stephanie coming out. And Stephanie's obnoxious. Did, did you feel that way too? I felt like they both were awful. <laughs> all night just bad 
They were the worst part of Raw, aside from Chris Jericho's outfit. What the fuck? What do you mean? A light-up jacket, no shirt, and a scarf? Great! That's tied like a tie. Yeah, hell yeah. Scarf. You know, all those things that you did when you were 21? Hell yeah. When you're like, yeah, I know how to dress now. What a cool dad. And you didn't? What a cool dad he is. Mm -hmm. I hope his kids are watching. Uh, Vince and Stephanie come out and cut a promo. They have the whole roster on the stage. Uh, Vince says that uh, the next champ is right here. Here's all. Here's the next champ. Who can it be? And then Bray Wyatt shows up with the Wyatt family, and he says, "Anyone but you, Roman." Which is then quickly brushed off. And then, and then Vince and Stephanie go, "Okay." And then Roman Reigns interrupts, and uh, they make a one versus all match, where it will be Roman Reigns against everybody. Or two-thirds, or half, or one-third, or whatever. Whatever I decide. Just, just say the bad guys. <laughs> it's alright, man. Uh, also, this match is never explained. Mm-mm. Oh, one verse all! And even Paul Heyman comes in later. Oh, one verse all. That blew my mind. What a great match idea. What is the match? It's not a lumberjack match. It's I don't not- know what it is. I... It- it sounded like it was going to be a tag match. I or- thought it was going to be like a gauntlet match. Yeah, like something like that, where it's like, oh, well, these guys can all tag in whenever they want, which would have been an interesting concept. Yep. Instead, it was kind of like a Royal Rumble. No, it wasn't. It was a one-on-one match. It was a one-on-one match, ultimately, but it seemed like it was going to be like, okay, Kevin Owens starts, and then if he pins Kevin Owens, which is a gauntlet match, then he he faces whoever. But really, it was just a one-on-one match. Yeah. Which... Shouldn't have happened. No. Because Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns shouldn't fight until they're feuding. What a waste. Absolutely. That's a waste of this match. But I mean, we'll all forget about this match anyway, so it doesn't matter. Cause... I hate, I fucking hate when they call out like the whole roster like, okay, everyone stand out on the stage. Everyone looks like dorks. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks like Heath Slater and Zack Ryder and Titus O'Neil, like low rent fucks. And what I pay attention to is, who's not out here? Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are all like the main event? Roman Reigns, obviously, uh, coming down from the crowd. But I'm just looking for who didn't make their way. Was Big Show there? Mm, Might have been. I didn't see him. Okay. The Wyatt show up separate. I mean, you have to look at like who's above this stuff yeah kevin owens was even there and dean ambrose was there too and it was just like it was weird like they're better than this yeah Uh, because usually like john cena and randy orton like are not out there right you know what i mean uh i think rusev but i thought rusev was like hurt or something i was just weird i just don't like i don't like that it makes everyone look like they're on the same level instead of having like stars Mm -hmm. (sighs) but that's just me um, and then Vince says, hey, maybe in this one verse all match, Dean, Am- or Stephanie says, even your buddy Dean Ambrose will beat you up. And then Vince says, oh no, he's actually in the first match. And then out of nowhere, Sheamus just jumps Dean Ambrose and then just like casually like strolls to the ring. Like, oh, hey, I'm Sheamus. Oh, I just did that. I'm not taking advantage of any of it, but here we are. Yep. And that was your first six minutes of Raw. Yep. Six? It was. It was. I mean, it was three minutes of Stephanie and Vince talking until Roman came out. Sounds right. Yeah. Like I. Well, I mean, there was like all that, all that recap that was also boring. Yeah. 
Uh, so our first match is Ambrose versus Sheamus. This match is very long. And starts during the commercial. So great. I didn't like much of this match at all. No. Uh, Sheamus controls kind of like the whole beginning of the match. He throws uh, Ambrose into the barricade on the outside, just beating him up all around the place. He suplexes him onto the table, uh, the announce table. Ambrose rallies, but uh, Sheamus misses a broke kick, goes over the top, and Ambrose hits a dive. Uh, back in the ring, Dean Ambrose goes for Dirty Deeds, but it gets blocked. He gets tossed off into his rebound clothesline. He hits that, and then uh, he goes to a dive on the outside. Sheamus blocks it or stops it with a European uppercut. I thought that I I like when dives get stopped like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ambrose gets thrown around on the outside. Uh, Sheamus gets tossed around also. He gets tossed headfirst into the steel post. And I guess eats it a little bit hard because he starts bleeding. Yep. Uh, and then in the slowest fashion, a double count out occurs. That ref was like really taking his time. Really taking his like time. A, like a long time. Yeah. Uh, but Sheamus was bleeding like fucking crazy too. Yeah. Like, like you didn't see much of him after that. He looked really good. Like, I thought all that blood looked fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, It made this look pretty intense. So, uh, Ambrose has tossed Sheamus all around. (sighs) Excuse me. He's beat them all up. He's beat them all down. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens comes out and he jumps Dean Ambrose. He's going to put him through a table again. But then the refs pull uh, Kevin Owens off as Dean Ambrose is laying. And uh, that is the end of this segment. What did you think? Uh, all of it sucked until Dean Ambrose and uh, Kevin Owens. What? All of it was like... But Sheamus was in it. Sheamus getting busted open was cool because you don't see it very often. Uh-huh. Um, and then it, none of it all mattered because it, doesn't, it wasn't for the title. It wasn't even for a contendership. It wasn't for anything. It was just, oh, Dean Ambrose is going to fight... Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus was there. He's a a former heavyweight champion. Yeah, and that quickly has faded away. What? In in one month that has gone to I like Sheamus is right I mean it is evident in this booking right back down to upper mid card. Brian, I don't think you understand. Mm -hmm. He won the championship. Yeah. He was Mr. Money in the Bank. Mm Mm-hmm cashed it in and then he won and then he lost it a month and a half later but how could you the, you're crazy Seamus number one number one in our hearts can't get enough of that guy put him in more matches I love to watch him wrestle slower <laughs> just didn't care but having that beat down by Kevin Owens at the end of the match makes me feel really excited about the IC title yep and that is how you build the prestige of a title because this guy wants it so bad he's mm-hmm. gonna beat the fuck out of you yep because he needs it yep so we get renee young interviewing dean ambrose backstage she's like oh we're at the trainer's room and we got an interview with dean ambrose and dean ambrose says i got a pulse i'm still fighting i'm dean ambrose ah! and then he runs away and trainers go dean get back on the table and that was it that's fun yeah it's fine uh vince and stephanie walking through the hall as they run into paul Heyman. Paul Heyman says that uh, Brock Lesnar should be headlining WrestleMania, no questions asked, uh, because it's going to be the biggest box office draw, uh, which is Brock Lesnar versus whoever for the championship. Yeah. He's not wrong. He's right. And then Vince is like, don't, no, I got plans. Don't change my, ah. And 
they, they, I don't know. This, this segment was dumb. <laughs> Everything with Vince McMahon has been just dumb. Yeah. I don't like it. It, I, it doesn't give what they think it's going to give to have him there. Yep. Like, it's not... He looks like... He looks old and he looks out of touch. Yep. And it's bad. No. He's a he's a champion. That guy's he's amazing. What he's young and he's spry and he can do it, Brian. Yeah, maybe fifteen years ago. What? He's he's Stop. he's like seventy six, man. Come on. He's got it. He's got this thing. Stop. Now um Titus O'Neil versus Stardust because David Bowie died. That's the only reason I can really think that this match was booked. Yeah. So, David Bowie, thank you for dying to bring us this match. Uh, really appreciate it. Your death was not in vain. We did get Stardust versus Titus O'Neil. <laughs> Stardust with your David Bowie. He's looking Aladdin insane. Um, and your name, technically. Um, so, there you go. Uh, I'm glad that they're doing more with this feud i mm-hmm. guess but it's just it doesn't matter yeah so why even book it why continue with it all the backstage promos that were fun yeah haven't seen those in a month nope so <laughs> you gave us the match on raw yeah last week and now yeah now now what oh you didn't but you didn't consider that uh stardust is an alligator hmm. uh, he's a mama papa coming for you Mm. he's a space invader all right he's gonna be a rock and rolling bitch for you hmm. so keep your head up squawking like a big monkey bird <laughs> busting up the brains for the world <laughs> uh so the only reason the stardust is on tv is because he did david bowie makeup and then uh jbl tried to put in all the references that he could and that was it um we did better yep i thought we did great, yeah, was great. uh drew Brees is here Hi, Drew Brees. Tight. Speaking of which, the Chargers still in San Diego. Yeah. For another year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yeah. going anywhere. Fuck yeah. Whatever. Um, Gives new meaning to go home. <laughs> Stardust works the knee of Titus O'Neil. Uh, hey, Brian. Hmm? I have a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I, it's not necessarily a scoop. Necessarily. Right. But, um, you know, some might consider it a scoop. Titus O'Neil, he loves to have fun. Is that, a, is that a scoop? Is that what a scoop is? No, I got a scoop for you. What? Is it scoop time? Yeah. Oh, shit. My scoop's getting scooped right now, guys. All right. The scoop's getting scooped. All right, check this out. Scoop, uh, scoop kid's all, afraid to give a scoop. Go we, ahead. We all know, we all know uh, that Unoso is married to... Um, um, Go ahead. We all Naomi. know me. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. She calls it the rear view. That's her finishing move. Uh-huh. It's a scoop. I don't know if I don't know if you guys know it's a secret name. She calls it the rear view. Did you know that it's called the rear view? Don't take my joke and call it a scoop. <laughs> you piece of shit. That being said, uh-huh. That was the preamble to a much better scoop. Oh shit! That was a full scoop. That Dude, was a false scoop. That, Bri- this is guys. That That's was a swerve. Guys, that was a swerve. Uh-huh. Bri- Brian's kind of like a false flag, uh-huh. like conspirator, 
Like, you know, people people think that they know, but they have no idea. Yep. True life, Brian's got scoops. True Brian. life, I've opened my third eye. Oh, fuck. Brian, <laughs> Brian, you gotta hit <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I made that joke, and then I thought, what if there was one episode of True Life, which I, is called True Life, I, I've oh, opened my, my third, third eye. eye. Hell yeah. Brian, Brian, I'm so ready for the scoop right now. I think everybody's ready for the scoop. Here's one thing you may have not considered. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. What's Dolph short? It's got to be short for something. Yeah. Adolf. Uh-huh. Ziggler sounds uh-huh. a lot like Hitler. Yeah. All white, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh-huh, just like Hitler. Maybe Dolph Ziggler uh-huh. is Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, Adolf Hitler. You tell me that doesn't... That's a scoop. You're, this This week's scoop is a question. <laughs> It's rhetorical. <laughs> Don't answer it. Don't answer that question that Brian just posed. Do not. Do not. Do not. Do po- not. Do not answer that question that just, Brian just posed. You know, maybe get together with some people and, and uh, light a fire outside. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out, you're going to camp. <laughs> Concentrate on it. He Meyer says Dolph's pineal gland is calcified. <laughs> Can it be a scoop if it has maybe in it? Anyway. That's a good question. Think about it. <laughs> wow. All right. Well. Um, it's a spooky scoop. So so Stardust works the knee, and then Titus loves having fun, and then he hits Clash of the Titus. And then post-match, Titus O'Neil dances with a young white boy, and then Stardust attacks Titus. Yeah. He comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I really did not see that coming. It was weird. It was, yep. I thought he came from under the ring, but there's the the light board there, so... I don't know what happened. Hey, I, I, I'm I glad that it didn't just stop there, and we're going to get a pre-show match at uh, Royal Rumble. It's great. <laughs> I'm really excited for that match. Did they announce that it's the pre-show match? I'm calling it now. Just, hey, the, what a, that's what the a, scoop. What a safe assumption. That, hey, that's the scoop. That's a sleeper scoop. <laughs> Guys, that was a sleeper scoop right there. Brian, Brian just let you in on some fucking real shit. That's that's definitely the pre-show match. Absolutely, because they don't fucking matter. Damn. Highlight reel. Uh, Jericho comes down. He's wearing very tight jeans, no shirt, a sparkly jacket, and a scarf that's tied like a tie. That's someone's dad. What a cool dad! If I knew that kid. I would just the next beat him day, up. No, I, next day at school, I would just say, "What was your dad wearing?" Like I, I understand just, he's a pro wrestler, but what the fuck? I would just, I would just walk up to that kid and go, "Man, I'm sorry." Break down the walls. <laughs> so Jericho comes out and he starts cutting a promo about how he cut a promo. The New Day comes in and they start cutting a promo and they say, "Shame, shame on you." Oh, also, episode 92, Adolf Ziggler. Not the most original title, but that's okay. If anyone else can top that, please uh, hit us up mm-hmm. in the in the chat here. Uh, the Usos come down and interrupt. They have, like, a little bit of crowd interaction. The crowd's into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston says, like, hey, there's, there's three of us and there's only two of you. How's that fair? And then Chris Jericho says, well, do your math because there's... Three of you and three of us, 
So now there's going to be a tag match between the Usos and Kofi and Big E. So what the fuck was the point of this other than Chris Jericho saying my backseat brothers? I or no, back of the bus brothers. Thankfully, they're not black. <laughs> it's not. There you have it. Not okay. Well, I mean, he's not American, so it's fine. There's no racism in Canada. No, there's no. That's that's Brian's international scoop. Yeah, that doesn't. That's his scoop about not wrestling. Just scoop. Just like life in general. Yeah, I'm I'm the pit bull of this podcast. Not Stone Pitbull, but like Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Three Hundred Five. No, he's Mr. Worldwide. Oh, that's right. There's no racism in Canada. None. <laughs> None. That should be the name of this episode. That's there you go. Episode ninety two. There's no racism in Canada. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's hope we don't forget. Shouts out, Winnipeg. Yo, what's up, Newfoundland? Uh, hell yeah, you did it. What's up, uh, Skatchies? Those are people from Saskatchewan. Nice, nice. Newfies. That's I think people yep. from Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usos versus the New Day. Uh, Uso, Unoso does a dance and then does a, like the dab, like the, like the dab dance yep. thing. And then Xavier starts yelling, no dabbing, uh, which just made me think like, yeah, no smoking insane weed. Yeah. That's when there's a dance and whatever. And it's like, oh, it's called like dabbing. Hmm. No dabbing is like when you smoke like crystal THC. Oh yeah. Like, and, uh, and you go, and you go to, you go to space hell. Yeah. Like, uh, like Ghostface on Instagram and he's talking about his woo like it's like smoking wax, man. I don't know. Yo, we like here, fuck, we, we smoking woogoo. Apparently, he was in San Diego today at a dispensary. Really distributing his woogoo. Oh wow! Do you guys want some of Gus's woogoo? I didn't know that. Yeah, huh? Either that, or he shot it when he was here in December, huh? But I, I think he's, I think he's just back. I think his tour is stopped. Hmm. Uh, Unoso is on the top rope and he gets tossed to the outside. Biggie. It's his apron splash. That apron splash, I think, always looks good. Especially because he somehow makes it look like he's in slow motion in real time. Yeah, he gets really high. Well, the phrasing on that wasn't right. He jumps very high in the air. A lot of altitude. Yep. Hot tag to Tuso, but it gets stopped when Big E pulls Unoso uh, off the apron. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. I thought that looked really good. Trouble in Paradise gets reversed, and then there's a hot tag by the Usos. There's an Uso dive to the outside and then a high cross body that looked, I thought, really good on the inside it to Biggie Langston. It did. thought that looked great. Mm-hmm. Kofi does a springboard diving nothing and he gets hit with a super kick. Uh, and then there's Unoso goes to the top rope. He's going to do a splash. But uh, Xavier Woods causes a distraction. Z- uh, Y2J comes over and starts like, you know... He blows the trombone at Xavier Woods, and Xavier Woods is, like, scared by it. It's knocked back. And then uh, Y2J takes the trombone and breaks it over his knee, and then Xavier Woods cries as loud as he can, uh, and Kofi gets distracted, and he gets rolled up by Unosa. What did you think? I think that, um, aside from Chris Jericho being there, Mm -hmm. which I felt was unnecessary, I understand why they put him in there, and the implication was that he distracted them so they could get the roll up. I don't think that was necessary. I think that could have just happened with just Xavier Woods being like on the outside and distracting the whole time. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I don't think that the Usos need to have the uh, tag titles again or be in the tag titles uh, picture at all. What other team would you put there? 
I think that you can uh, do a little bit more of a program with the social outcasts. And I, I mean, because I don't know if they're supposed to be heel or face. I think face. I don't know what they are. But I like that they're there because we'll talk about that in the next segment. And I think it would be more fun to have a team that's so underdog chasing a team like New Day. Mm-hmm. They, they're both comedy based. I think it'd be great to have them have a program together. Why not? Because, like you said, who else? Well, you just formed a new faction. They yeah. have one more. Oh, maybe with the one more, it takes four of them to be as good as the as the three New Day. Oh, the New Day is that good of a tag team. I I mean, who knows? Maybe you add some substance to some stuff. No. Less substance. I want it to make less sense. Mm. Uh, not a bad idea, though. Yeah, throw in, throw in Chris Jericho, because he needs to be here again. Hell yeah. Give him another icy title. <laughs> Number 10, uh, Seamus, uh, Stephanie is backstage with Paul Heyman and, uh, Vince McMahon steps out cause he's so upset and, uh, Paul Heyman's like, just give me the title shot. And she says, go to hell, whatever. So dumb. I thought that at this point I, I was into it up until this point, the whole concept of, Oh, Chris, Jer- oh, I'm sorry. Of, um, <laughs> of Brock Lesnar being the main event at WrestleMania yeah. regardless wow that's cool you haven't seen brock lesnar for two months he comes back and i want to be the main event i don't even have the title but whoever wins uh, they have to defend it against me how cool is that booking and then it's all just nah 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 he has to wrestle in the royal rumble there you go which i already have a problem with the royal rumble yeah oh it's to me it's fine if you have like money in the bank be for the title Mm-hmm. because whatever you're not trying to book for the next match you're trying to book for oh the next maybe six to eight months with mm-hmm. the with the money in the bank royal rumble directly feeds into wrestlemania mm-hmm. whoever wins the royal rumble is the champion right so who faces him yeah i don't know at wrestlemania not not sure that's yet. such a stupid booking I keep I that that's all I could think last night is the the only way it makes sense is that Brock Lesnar wins and then naturally Roman Reigns has his you know uh, rematch clause right at at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. But then the more you talk about the Triple H situation, yep. the more I know that's probably going to be right. Yep. So why does Roman Reigns get to have a rematch at that point, and why not just have it on whatever the February pay-per-view is? Or yeah. why do I care at that point? <laughs> Brock Lesnar coming back in has a substance because it's like, well, he's been gone for two months, he's back, and he wants what he had lost already, but didn't lose it technically. Yeah. That makes sense. There's a story already there. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I don't understand. Uh, and it seems like they're doing anything else. There you have it. Uh, Sting is going into the Hall of Fame. So that means he's not going to wrestle again? I don't know. Seth Rollins retired Sting. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, the Wyatts come down and they're going to cut a promo. And then the social outcasts cut him off. And uh, Curtis Axel says, four links, one chain. And to a crowd reaction of nothing. <laughs> You got a shyster versus shyster going on. So weird. Yeah, yeah it's true. You got you got Erwin R's two bo- two baby boys. Two baby boys. So we get the Wyatts versus the Social Outcasts. 
they all try to beat up Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman beats them up. For some reason, Ryback interrupts. Uh, Social Icast and Ryback clear the ring together, and I just wrote Rybaxel rules. Rybaxel, bringing oh, it back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Rybaxel, what's up? So is Rybaxel in a feud against Bray Wyatt again? I guess. I don't. I don't get it. I do really like the Social Outcast shirts, though. Really? For, for them. Not like, I would never buy those shirts. But the hashtag Social Outcast and then all their names on the back. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I just like the Rybaxel's back together. More Rybaxel. Who's a good tag team? <laughs> Kalisto cuts a promo backstage. He says that uh, the U.S. title means a lot to him. And he explains why and talks about Eddie Guerrero. And I thought this was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a pretty decent interview. And I'm happy to see that they put him somewhere after uh, Sin Cara gets hurt instead of just yep. kind of having him in the, in the like, Bo Dallas. Exa- yeah, purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Um, Del Rio versus Kalisto for the U.S. Championship. On SmackDown, Del Rio beat... Or no, no, Kalisto beat Del Rio. So this is Del Rio showing him that, like, he can do it. I don't. Kalisto beating Del Rio was like the the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. It was Del Rio going like, "No, I'm fucking pissed." Mm-hmm. So he put the title on the line. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Uh, he done Del Rio pre match in a promo where he says that he's gonna, that he's the one who took out John Cena and that he's going to take out Kalisto as well. Uh, that was a way to get everyone to boo him, I guess, actively instead of just going, "Oh yeah, yeah whatever." Hey, I thought it was a good oh, in ring promo. Yeah, I thought so too. He did a great job of drawing heel heat, yep. and it fed right into this match, which I was very excited for at this point. Mm-hmm. Del Rio's fired up and controls, I would say, like eighty-five percent of this match. Kalisto mm-hmm. rallies and dives. He goes for a Corona, but he gets blocked into a power bomb. Kalisto rallies again, but they keep getting cut off. Uh, the slowed down. The slowed down pace is for the benefit of crowd chance and uh, the need for a faster pace. Because then when Kalisto starts hitting his moves mm-hmm. and they're at like a much faster pace, uh, they seem like crazy, crazy fast. Which is cool. Um, Kalisto finally hits the Hurricanrana. Uh, the, he goes for a dive, like a suicide dive to the outside, but uh, Del Rio just sidesteps and send him, sends him face first into a barricade on the outside. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Goes for a crossbody, but he misses. Uh, Kalisto hits a top rope Frankensteiner. I guess middle rope Frankensteiner, because I don't think Del Rio is on the top. But it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else was of note? Uh, there's a head scissors into a DDT. This is where the crowd kind of started waking up. Del Rio goes for this, uh, the kneeling super kick. Yeah, abracadabra. But, he, but it gets missed into the schoolboy into the Listo kick, which I thought looked really good. Uh, Del Rio hits a top rope reverse suplex. Uh, Kalisto goes for Salida Del Sol, but he gets uh, reversed by him getting hung up on the top rope. Mm-hmm. He just gets tossed belly first over the top rope, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Del Rio goes for the Tree of Woe stomp, but he misses. Uh, Kalisto is the first wrestler to realize, like, oh, if I don't hold this part and if I just like lay back, I'm vertical and there's nothing he can do about it. Yep. There you go. I thought that was interesting. It's fun. There's a head scissors face plant for a near fall, where mm-hmm. like instead of flipping, they just eat like that face first. Mm-hmm. And then there's a roll up from out of nowhere, and we have a new U.S. Championship, Kalista, or new U.S. Champion, Kalista. And then as of SmackDown, we have another U.S. Champion, Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, 
this uh, this decision to have the title change this quickly is dumb. Mm-hmm. What what prestige they built in that one match is immediately just dissolved uh-huh. by having him lose it four days later. Yep. Um, the match itself was great. I think it was the match of the night um, in terms of the actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated uh, the history that they put into the match for Del Rio mm-hmm. and on the commentating. I don't know if you guys were paying attention or, I don't, or really I don't think cared. I, caught, I don't think I caught that. They put a little bit of like uh, substance for Del Rio talking about Dos Caras and his grandfather mm-hmm. and like the prestige that they had and like talking a little bit about Lucha Libre. It's like we understand that WWE thinks that they're the top. Uh-huh. And they technically are the big leagues in terms of what everybody else right. ultimately tries to be that. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about the history of other wrestling that doesn't even cross paths like Lucha Libre mm-hmm. or New Japan, to me that's cool because it gives you this outside mystique of substance. That it's like, hey, we aren't saying that this is better, mm-hmm. but we're saying that that is to also have some respect to bring into this. I think that's a good point. So when they do stuff like that, and of course it was JBL. Mm-hmm. It makes me go, thank you. I like that was one of the things that I loved about Jr. during the Attitude Era. Yeah. Hey, oh, he's wrestled all over the world. He's wrestled in Japan. He's wrestled these people. It's like, well, if you know, then you know who those people are. Mm-hmm. If not, now you know something new. And I think that's what makes JBL such a good commentator. Just on Raw, I don't think he gets a lot of time to really get that. Yeah, I think there. I think that he's also doesn't have. Uh... He doesn't have much to, like, play off of, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I, I, like, why keep shouting down, like, the same hole over and over? Like, it doesn't matter. And I agree. I mean, you have Michael Cole, who's supposed to be your kind of just straightforward call the action. You have JBL, who's, I guess, supposed to be your heel announcer. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be the heel. And then you have Byron Saxon, whose mic doesn't even work halfway through the fucking show. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I didn't notice that. And during the main event, mm-hmm. Byron Saxon is in the middle of speaking. Mm-hmm. It's a shot of him behind Vince McMahon. And all of a sudden, it's it's exactly this. He's... Uh, oh, I didn't even notice. In the middle of talking. I didn't even notice that. That's I, really funny. He was saying something, and like you can just see him over the shoulder of Vince. And his mic just stops working. Either the director cut him off... Or there was a technical difficulty. I don't know, but fuck. Like, Byron Saxon is so much better than he is on Raw mm-hmm. everywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, just get him off Raw and bring Booker T back. Yeah, I don't know. Makes sense. Uh, we get the Flares backstage in an interview. And uh, this is, like, my favorite part of the night because Charlotte is, like, playing just like a classic heel. I love Where it. she's, like, I don't know why this happened. And she even says, I'm the victim. No, you're not. What the fuck? You've done all of this to yourself. Exactly. And that's what makes her a great heel because you're supposed to think that. Mm -hmm. You're not a victim. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. So I thought that was very cool. Very good promo. Uh, So we get Brie versus Charlotte. Match doesn't even start because before it starts, Becky comes in and jumps Charlotte. She gets a huge Becky chant from the crowd here in New Orleans. They're all about Becky Lynch. Um... Becky's rolling around with Charlotte, beating her up and everything, trying to lock in the disarmor, things like that. She gets pulled out of the ring eventually. She says she's coming for your title and your arm, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ric Flair grabs a microphone and says, Charlotte's in no shape to wrestle now. Goodbye. And just, they leave. Great. They just leave. What great heel heat. Great booking. Him yelling at the crowd. 
Him throwing his jacket. Yep. Favorite part, asking for him oh, to pick up the jacket. Throw me my sport coat. Awesome. That That's why you love Ric Flair. It's so funny. Great heel. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, getting booed, too. Like, they're like, booing Ric Flair. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. Hell yeah. Yep. Best heel in the business. Becky's backstage. She cuts a promo with JoJo in the back. She's fiery. She's really great. She's super pumped. I don't know who's been booking this angle, but I absolutely love it. I think it's this is my favorite angle on Raw. It's got to be Triple H. It it is so cool. Like it makes sense. It's progressing week to week. The matches actually make sense with like the like the wrestling Mm -hmm. and what's coming up and everything. I love it so much. I'm like so 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 happy with it. They cut this whole segment from the Hulu version that I watched. Great. I'm glad. Hell yeah. It's probably the best segment of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event time. Hey, go look up Becky Lynch's promo, please. It's very, very good. Um, main event. It's Roman Reigns versus the Heels. Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon come out, and they have a whole bunch of bad guys with them. And then it's Reigns versus Owens in a waste of time. Yeah. This should have been a pay-per-view main event. These guys never should have touched each other in one-on-one pay- uh, action. This should have been a straight, like, pay-per-view main event. Absolutely. What a waste. Um, this made Kevin Owens look like everyone else. It put him on the same level as the Ascension and Stardust, in my mind. Really? Yeah. Because why? Why did he do this? You did not have to have him start. You, I, didn't, you didn't have to have him out here or in this match at all. It could have been Sheamus. It could have been Del Rio. It could have been a number of people. But, like, having Kevin Owens do this made him look like everyone else. It should have been Big E. I think it, I think if you have Big E in this match, he doesn't look bad because he's still a tag team champion. Mm-hmm. He lost to the world heavyweight champion. He's a big guy who's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. You have somebody like Kevin Owen who's in the fight for the IC title. Uh, yeah, but he, he wants the world title, and I get that. But still, I just think that it just makes him... When he's out there where, with everyone else... He's everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no difference between him and Tyler Breeze mm-hmm. when when you see them all as, like, grouped together. Oh, they grouped all, like, the fucking losers together. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Oh, Kevin Owens is there. All right, you must be a fucking loser. Uh, this all breaks down where everyone gets involved on the outside and, and they start attacking Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, Superman punches both the Ascension members and then spears Breeze. And then uh, he eats a broke kick and then posts that... Lesnar's here, and he comes out, and he just... The New Day's in the ring. They're like, yeah, yeah, get get him. Brock, Brock, go beat him up. Go beat up Roman Reigns. And then he just destroys New Day, and he destroys everyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, he F5s... Eventually, he F5s Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring to send a message to send a message of... I'm coming for I, the title. I got you. I guess. And that's it. And, and it is. And it was dumb, and... Uh... Raw was a great episode of SmackDown. That that is the best way to put it. Yep, I think having Brock Lesnar come in at the end was a great pop, and it was a lot of fun to see at the time because I got excited. Yep, but looking back at it now, it's dumb because okay, so is Brock Lesnar going to be in the title picture? He's going to be in Royal. Ru- I think they said as it was going off the air that Ro- Brock Lesnar is going to be at Royal Rumble. I mean, he he definitely is because Stephanie said Vince. Owns your contract. Yep. You are in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Go tell your client. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs to be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-mm. I mean, he doesn't. 
we all know he doesn't need to be in the Royal Rumble. Nope. But if you're going to put somebody like Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, you should have him in there in a way that is fighting for something because he's behind somehow or he's the heel and he wants to prove or something that is much less than, you know, we own your contract, so you're here. I agree. Dumb. It's mm-hmm. dumb because it. he's not... You're right. I don't think he's going to win. Triple H. I... Hey, fuck it. I hope Triple H wins. There you go. I, I, in 2016, I hope Triple H is the world heavyweight champion right. for two and a half months. Hell yeah. I fucking hope so, because who gives a fuck? Yep. Lucha Underground is coming back. We have our bastion. We'll have a great time to talk about that in like a month. Hell yeah. Very excited. But Brian, we did it. We made it. Despite only having one show to review, we should have NXT next week. Thank God. Oh my God. Uh, we did it. Episode 92 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Go Home Show. Email us Go Home Show at mega64.com, Tumblr.com. Wait, the Go Home Show There you go. go Facebook.com slash the Go Home Show. It's all in there. Uh, YouTube.com slash Eric Bedour, or you can see us live on Tuesday nights at 7:45 at Twitch.tv slash mega64 podcast. Uh, we do it so that way it's 7:45. It gives us a buffer, and then we're at the top of the hours when we do like the show. So that's how it works out. But Brian, mm-hmm. we did it. Another episode of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. It's episode 92. Brian, do you have any parting words to say to these folks uh, before we get going? Yeah, it's been cold in here. Can we go homes? For the audio version, he's holding up a space heater that says homes on it. <laughs>